welcome back to the Mindful Being Podcast. This is your host, Mariah Catalan. Hi, everybody. Um, To set the scene for you, I am recording last minute after my yoga class, my normal time, but because my lovely husband and dogs are not super cooperative when they're home and around, I decided to come out and record from my car. So I'm sitting out here with a blanket and some cozy socks, definitely not matching, and um, yeah, just kind of snuggled up, and it feels like a fun new space. So we'll see if I continue this spot or not, but um, just, yeah, setting the scene from where I'm coming from today. I also recorded a whole part of an episode today, and I just thought I needed to refresh and reset. So this week, I wanted to share a little bit of what's come up for me through my therapy. And um, yeah, so a little background on that. I've talked a little bit before about my EMDR therapy that I do. And I just recently finished um, a set or, you know, kind of closed out one of the sessions. So you kind of focus on a particular topic, you have quite a few sessions, and you move through that target, and then you are finished with it. Um, And this last one didn't have the same feeling at the end of it. Um, And I think there's just maybe some lingering things going on there. And we're definitely um, planning to continue seeking those little threads out. Um, But I was kind of hoping for a little bit of a break. I'm always like, okay, yes, like we finished this target. Like maybe we can like chill out for a little bit. Maybe we can just kind of have some normal talk therapy sessions and I won't have to like dive so deep or I won't have to do so much work I guess but as usual that's not the case from like one week to the next a bunch of things happened that made me just kind of recognize I'm missing some things when it comes to communicating my emotions and um, specifically like asking for what I need when it comes to support when it comes to like even affection or communication like I just don't have some skills that I really would love to have to have conversations about my own emotions and my own needs which kind of goes back or at least this is what you know me and my therapist have been talking about connects back to some attachment style stuff and if you're not familiar with attachment styles there's four different types Avoidant, anxious, disorganized, and secure attachment styles. And then sometimes people have like a combination of a couple different of those attachment styles. Um, And that's definitely something that if you're interested in for yourself, there's quite a few um, quizzes. If you just Google for attachment styles quiz, there's going to be a bunch that come up if you're interested in kind of doing a little self-inquiry and find out what sort of attachment style you have, and then maybe follow up with some, you know, ideas of what could help you if you have certain styles that aren't the secure one, 
or even if you do have that, you know, just some ways to move through relationships in your life. But they definitely all stem from like childhood attachment styles. And then that tends to continue in like cycles as you become an adult and you have other relationships um, tending to be specifically like really close friends and relation, uh, romantic relationships, ones that you're in really frequently. So I'm really hoping to get on someone eventually that is an expert about attachment styles and they can kind of help us learn a little bit more detailed information about that. But, um, it was a hard thing for me to kind of first understand and then have to like ask for help and start this whole new EMDR therapy like target about and building skills towards something like especially because of where I am today and even just like trying to be a more mindful person it's really hard and humbling for me to recognize like I don't have very good skills when it comes to communicating my emotions and my needs like that's such a basic thing that you would think especially somebody who practices mindfulness like that's something that they're really in tune with and it's just not always the case especially if you have a lot going on especially if you have a lot of things in the world going on I mean there's a really horrible war going on in Ukraine now there's so much things that we're all holding in our hearts and minds and it can be really overwhelming so when someone asks you how are you you know to really be able to touch down root into like how you really are doing right now in this minute it might not be an easy thing. And especially, I guess, if you have some of these more unsecure attachment styles growing up that you weren't able to communicate your needs or your needs were not met when you did communicate them. And I think that's something that, you know, I want to be clear that I'm not trying to be super judgmental about my parents or, you know, the people around me as I was young because they were doing the best that they could with what they had, you know. I think it's pretty common even now that parents go around and, you know, when a kid trips and falls and comes to them crying to be told, you're okay, you know, you're fine, stop crying, you know, those kind of things where you aren't met with a really empathetic and understanding person because that's not the way they were raised or that's not the way society even works. Um, it's not really acceptable oftentimes for us to have anything but a quote-unquote positive emotion. So when you're having some of these other emotions, you're taught just to squish them down, not notice them, not accept them, and definitely not feel your way through them especially if it happens to put anything on anyone else or if it happens to inconvenience people in a certain way I think that the idea of you know children are seen and not heard I mean that's an old saying and I don't think that it holds up today but there are like remnants of that idea that children you know should behave in a particular way and cute and funny but they shouldn't have big serious intense emotions 
Which, you know, if you're around kids like I am all the time, it's not the case that they don't have them, you know? Like, if anything, little ones have some of the biggest emotions and things are the end of the world to them. And, you know, there's a lot of things and children need to be able to express that and they need to be able to feel that and they need to be able to know what it is they're feeling and label their feelings in order to give them skills to have that as they become an adult. And that's something like I'm really passionate about as a preschool teacher that I like to talk through emotions with the children and try to give them a safe space to have their feelings while also helping them have the social skills and build those types of things to help them be successful later in life. You know, not all of us as an adult are able to just drop to the floor in the grocery store and throw a big fit when we don't get what we want. You know, it's it's just not something that we're allowed to do in our society as adults. So, of course, we're hoping to teach them ways to feel their emotions and work through them without having to have those huge reactions. But nonetheless, we're not trying to mute those emotions. We're not trying to pretend like they don't exist. We're trying to help them understand them and feel them and work through them so that they can know themselves better and then express their needs. Like that's the main part is understanding how you're feeling and then what's next. So, okay, I'm feeling really sad. One of my kids has this little blanket that is like everything to her. And every time she feels big emotions, she wants her blanket. And it's the thing that really helps her be able to start the process of changing her mood or working through the emotion from it coming really, you know, it's really up high to bringing it back down to a more manageable level. That's a, a tool for her. As adults, we get tools in other ways. You know, I go to yoga or I do a meditation. Like these are things that help me work through emotions. But what I've started to notice is that, you know, while I have my techniques for working through emotions, sometimes I really struggle to notice what is going on with me in the first place. And then the next part is like that labeling, you know there's like just a couple emotions that everyone recognizes you know is like sad mad happy disgusted and scared you know those are some major ones but I think that there's so many more emotions that we experience that are much more nuanced and much more particular you know sometimes we're feeling multiple things at once as well like one might be at the forefront but there's other things going on underneath underlying and just to be able to really tune in and connect to what those emotions are that I'm personally going through it's been a challenge and it's kind of been an eye-opening thing so far just to first recognize that like this is something that is not very easy for me Um, I've even noticed this past week I was talking to a friend and just like when people ask me, hi, how are you? You know, there's there's the polite people that you see that, you know, aren't really asking you that question. They're just saying, hi, how are you? Just to be polite. 
but I was meeting this friend and she was really asking like, how are you doing? How have you been? You know, we were walking around and trying to connect and this is the time that we had to, to really have like a conversation about how am I doing? And I just told her, I'm like, I, I don't really even know. Like it's, it takes a minute for me to even stop and think about like, how am I doing right now? And there's a difference too between like, how am I doing right now in this present moment? You know, I feel like I know how to connect with that. Like right now I'm feeling kind of cozy. I'm feeling kind of, you know, snuggled up. I'm feeling kind of calm and I feeling sort of in a flow state because I love doing this podcast, right? And I'm feeling excited about the information and I'm hopeful that, you know, I'm helping someone out there. Like these are things that I can connect with like in this very moment. But to look at myself overall, like how have I been in this past week, in this past month, even the past two years of COVID, like how am I? It's not a very easy, accessible thing for me to connect with. And then also what to do about that is a whole other thing. Like if I am feeling like I need help or I need support or I'm hopeful that someone else will help me in some way, support, um, connect with me, am I feeling like I want to connect with others? Am I feeling like I want to help other people? Am I feeling like I'm the one that needs a little bit of someone else's cup poured into me? Um, and how to ask for that is like the next step that I really, really struggle with. Like the other day, I had recorded the podcast and then I, you know, I was feeling really sad and missing the family and everything. And so I talked to my husband and was like, hey, I'm feeling sad and missing my family. Can we just like cuddle and watch a movie tonight? And I can't tell you how hard that was for me to do. I was like expecting him to be like, no, I hate you and I don't even want to be with you and I don't care that you miss your family. Like that's almost the like fear or the the anxiety that I had and asking was like he was going to answer me or respond in that way, which is, you know, literally outlandish. It's just like, no, like this is the person that loves me the most in the world. And of course he wants to be there for me. And if I ask for something like that, that is something that I'm wanting and needing, he'll be there and support me in it. And like, logically, like I know that, but for some reason, it feels so scary and vulnerable to ask for what I actually need. I think for so long that I was one of the people that is always there for everyone else. Like I'm the one that likes to help others. And I think a lot of people can relate to that because we're a lot of us are like fixers or we're the people that help support everyone else around us. Um, it's just like a lot of people out there especially women tend to be these types of roles in their work life or home life and there's not necessarily someone that's naturally just there ready to support you know and 
that's like not a real thing because we have so many people around us that are there ready to support but because we are often the ones that are doing the supporting we don't know how to like switch roles we don't know how to be like okay now it's your turn to take care of me I don't know if you've seen the Instagram reels or the TikToks that that um, are like the mom or, you know, somebody in the household saying like, hey, I need help. I can't do everything by myself. And then she goes around the house and is like, this isn't how you put the pillows here. This isn't how you load the dishwasher. You know, it's that idea of like, we want help because we are burnt out and overwhelmed to playing these roles and and trying to hold everyone else up and help them feel supported. But we also really struggle to relinquish those tasks to someone else, or at least I do myself, you know. I'm obviously speaking from my experience, but it's uh, not an easy thing, and it does feel really vulnerable and scary. And um, I have another uh, meeting with my therapist tomorrow, and I'm sure we'll dive a little bit more into this But I just wanted to share that with you all, and I hope that maybe some of it resonates with you as well, and that um, I will just keep you updated as things arise that might be helpful or, you know, things that come up that make a difference for me. Um, I will definitely let you guys know how that's all going. And I just want to say thank you so much for showing up for me, listening to these episodes, and I really hope that they're connecting with you in a way that is helping to build you up, or at least feel like you have a community of other people that feel similarly, that are going through similar struggles. Um, I just really appreciate you being here and spending your time in this way. This week, I don't have so much of a mindful moment, but just kind of the realization that came to me just about myself and and knowing that I have so much room to grow and so much room to improve, it just was a humbling moment to recognize that I'm kind of missing a whole skill set around emotions and expressing needs and I just, it felt a little bit hard to handle, but it also felt a little bit grounding in a way that connected me just to, there's so much that we all have to learn in this life. There's so much that we all have room for improvement on, and in some ways it's daunting, but also hopeful because that means that like where we are today especially if we're in a hard moment that it will pass and that we have a brighter future to look forward to so I hope that um gives you a little bit of encouragement and if you're ever feeling like you need any support or just somebody to talk through things with just feel free to reach out on mindful being on Instagram or through, you know, email, whatever, you know, just let me know because I would love to connect with you myself if you'd like to have someone to chat with or if you are looking for a therapist or recommendations, 
I would love to see if I can help you connect in that way as well. So thank you for listening once again, and I will be back here with you all next week.